Good evening. Welcome to the uh, Laugh and Monkey Music Show. Brent, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me on. Well, I'm glad to have you. I'm a big fan of yours from early on with Facet Pussycat. And up until now, you're in a couple of different bands. Um, if you could just give us a slight little bio of the, from Facet Pussycat to, you know, up to when you started doing a lot, you had a lot of other bands you've been in. So I don't yeah. want to focus on Facet Pussycat, but just, you know, for people that aren't aware of your earlier history. Um, okay. Yeah, so I started off pretty much right out of high school in Faster Pussycat, and um, I was lucky that um, it didn't take much time. I mean, we were probably signed within about six months mm-hmm. of getting together. So yeah, pretty much right out of high school. I mean, those guys even came up to my high school graduation. Um, <laughs> and then... Um, in Fast Pussycat for about seven or eight years before um, the whole, like, I guess, Seattle thing came out. And then L.A. music was sort of over. So um, took a hiatus. Did, yeah. What's that? You did two, I'm sorry. You, you did two albums with them, right? The, the first three, one and then. Three. Did, the third one, too, you were known? Okay. Yep. All three studio albums I, I was on. Um, okay. Did, was it Rick Brody? Who, who produced the first one? Was it Rick Brody? Rowdy, I'm, I remember reading a quote. It's a long time ago. It was he said that you guys were what you guys were the sound of what he wanted Poison to be originally. I don't know if that was true. Do you, right. you ever hear that? Did you ever hear that? Uh-huh. You heard that? Okay. I, I yeah. know if it's like just something I had read somewhere crazy. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. But the and difference that, from that 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 album to the second one it was just you guys grew so much as a band. It's just monster. Yeah, huge, huge difference. Oh. Huge. I mean, the first one was excellent. It's, it's I still listen to it, but that second album is like it was monstrous. The sound. Um, you got all you guys it was just such props i'm sorry Continue. huge difference and then when i was uh then i was in la i got it you know i took a little time off and worked in the movie industry in hollywood and then when i got back into music i started playing with phil lewis of la guns and then at some point because i was playing with him um la guns got back together and then i was in la guns for a few years <clears throat> and then um <clears throat> Once again, Fast Pussycat, we did a, we got, there was a reunion around 2002. And I played uh, with Tammy and did a re- Fast Pussycat reunion. So Elegance, Fast Pussycat, I was in another band with um, Cher from Vixen called um, Bubble. I was in that band for a while. And then, of course, then I played with Steven Adler from Guns N' Roses mm-hmm. for a couple of years. And then I moved to Las Vegas from LA and I started Sin City Centers out here. We had a pretty good run and we we still play together, but we call it original sin now. Okay. That's when I started hearing with you guys again. I remember hearing you leave the band around like I said I had the wrong album time. And then like I knew the kind of band dissolved, you know how with press. And then I started hearing about you again with that band again. Press wise. Yeah, we kind of um <clears throat> Yeah, I was in Cincy Centers, and we kind of had a lot of different members, and that that sort of version, Cincy Centers, sort of fell apart, and the original Cincy Centers got together. Because we were the original guys, we just called it Original Sin. <laughs> so we're still together. We play we play here. We just haven't been playing because of the pandemic. Um, also, I have another band called the Saints of Las Vegas, and... Um, God, what's what else have I been doing? I've been doing guitar lessons a lot. Um, 
since like the pandemic. Yeah. I mean, I was lucky enough to, you know, in Vegas, they didn't shut down all the way. So I've been able to play about once a month. They kind of yeah. like, op- they'll open up a little bit enough to, for us to play and then they'll shut it down. And then they've been kind of going back and forth here in Vegas. <clears throat> but um, I, I see you've done a bunch of different things. I know you did, uh, which is like, well, not recently, but a while back, you did like video games. And then I saw another thing online, you're doing Alley Cats Band. It seems like yeah. you, you do a lot of little stuff there. I mean. Yeah, I was working with um, a Japanese guitar player from a band uh, uh, back in the like sort of like days of, of, you know, Sunset Strip Glam. There was a band called Cats and Boots and there was a guitar, guitar player from that band, Japanese guy named Takashi Ohashi. We had a band called Alley Cats. We did that for a little while. And then, um, yeah, I did some video game stuff, guitar lessons. And then, like I said, I've still been playing with, uh, you know, I still play with Original Sin here. And then I have a band, like I said, called Saints of Las Vegas here in Vegas. And that's about it. You have some songs up to an iTunes, right, with that band? Yeah, we put a few songs on iTunes, yeah. Panic, I think I was just listening to tonight. That's Panic cool Room and a song called Tomika. And then I think we have a song I sang called Rock and Roll Groupie. You so, have a yeah. voice. I, I was not expecting it. Like, when I go online and seeing you singing, I was like, all right. You, yeah. you really deliver it. I mean, sometimes yeah. when you're a guitar player, you sing when you can kind of sing rock and roll, but you can really sing. So uh, yeah, good to you, man. I've been lucky here in Vegas. Um like with the Sin City Sinners and Saints of Las Vegas, I've been lucky where it gives me a chance to sing a few songs, you know, um, sing lead on a few songs. I've always sang backups, but um, it's given me a chance to do that, which is nice because um, when I first moved here in 2005, I had um, oral cancer. I had cancer on my tongue and they had to remove a piece of my tongue and the doctor, oh. the doctor said I'd never be able to sing ever again. And he said I wouldn't be able to talk, probably. I'd have to have speech therapy. Wow. Um, so I'm really lucky that I, you know, I, I sort of had to train myself to speak again after the surgery. But um, I've been lucky to be able to sing because, like I said, the doctor said I would never sing again. And so... I think yeah, that's incredible. You, you could talk, and then you started singing. I mean, what did you do to just? Well, I I practiced tongue twisters. I looked up tongue twisters online, like she sells seashells by the seashore. And I mean, that's crazy. That. Yeah, I practiced that and kind of taught myself to sing. I mean, and speak and sing, because for a while I was just talking with a really like a list, like list with a really yeah. heavy list. I remember saying, I go, this really sucks. I hope I don't talk like this forever. And then um, just kept doing the tongue twisters. And then one day it would just come back normal for a few minutes. And then we'd go back to like heavy lisp, come back and forth. But the more I practiced, the longer I was able to speak normally. Um, So I think when I sing now, I think I try harder. You know, I think I use a little bit more of my you know, focus my brain to focus yeah. on auditory skills. Yeah, it's yeah, and singing and stuff. So I think that's helped a little bit. You know, so yeah, yeah. I'm really lucky. You know, 
So, so you, so there's a mixture of singing in your bands, though. So you, you know, you just play guitar, you kind of mix it up, and yeah, I'll sing probably three or four or five songs in the set. You know, um, if we do like a thirty song set, maybe I'll do five of them. You know, um, and that's enough. You know, for me, that's pretty cool. You know, just to sing. You know, and that, and that way too, I don't, I get to sing kind of like what I want to sing, kind of. You know, <laughs> not like I have to yeah. sing the whole set, but just. Yeah. Pick and choose my favorite songs to sing. You know? And I'm assuming you do a mixture of covers and originals at this point, right? Yeah, we do. Yeah. Do you guys have an album coming out? I know you have a couple songs up there on iTunes. Um, probably eventually. I mean, for now, we'll probably just keep releasing like one song at a time, mm-hmm. just singles. Um, but eventually, yeah, I, I probably put something together. Um, you know, still. I'm just kind of waiting, hopefully, for this whole pandemic thing to be over, you know, waiting patiently to get my vaccine, you know. Well, you're, you seem like, uh, of the people I've spoken to, you seem to be doing the most work. Most people just usually doing nothing. Well, yeah, I've been lucky that I've been able to play music, you know, professionally for, I, I guess, most of my life. I Like I said, I've had a little... Um, times where I've taken breaks, you know, um, but I was always able to, well, even after Faster Pussycat, when we first like got dropped and we weren't playing, you know, I was playing in a lot of just like fun little garage, like punk bands and Mm -hmm. just, I was, I kept playing. I always, I've always played music. And, um, but for the most part, I've been able to make a living out of it. When I moved to Vegas, I was able to, formed since these centers and we were playing the casinos and, and making money. Um, the good thing is the casinos have, you know, money to pay. Yeah. You know, even more so than I guess clubs, and, you know, for, you know, normal clubs around the country, you know, casinos got that gambling money that they can afford to pay entertainment. And I imagine a bunch of the audience right now is our, our generation. I mean, I'm 50 myself. So, I mean, I grew up like, your album came out right when I was in high school. So, I mean, we're probably glad. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah, that's a good thing. Too. I mean, the, yeah, the demographic in the casinos are more my, our age, you know. Yeah. And they want to hear yeah. the music from our generation. And yeah, you know, they do. you're part of it. So, I mean, that's, yeah. that works out really well. I mean, yeah, yeah casinos got the deep pockets and it's the party town. And yeah, they're there. Everyone's there on vacation. It's not like they're going to a club for a, a Friday night. They're literally yeah. there on mind blown vacation, living up time. I mean, yeah, you're, you're living that, there, but <laughs> and every and most of the times when I play, you know, my, my singer will introduce me. You know, Brent Muscat, Fast Puscat. There's always somebody that comes over and says, "Oh, you guys were a big part of my, you know, child, you know, early years or high school." Or I remember seeing you guys open up for Motley Crue, or oh, or House of Pain. You know, they people always come up to me and say, you know, I remember you guys. House of Pain was one of my favorite songs, and. So um, I'll be out playing a casino and somebody will request, they'll go play some Faster Pussycat and I'll sing a couple, you know, I sing um, Bathroom Wall and I sing House of Pain. And yeah, um, I, heard, I think I saw you do Bathroom Wall uh, on YouTube. Yeah. I really, I enjoy that a lot. Yeah, it's fun, you know. I like House of Pain. I just, you know, I, the other songs like more because during the ballad time, like everybody had a ballad. Yeah. I think there's, I think there's other songs by you guys I would have rather heard more. Right. Yeah, you yeah. Me just, I mean, like almost like almost everything off the second album. Like, you know, yeah, it's, it's, that's a good ridiculous, record. yeah, ridiculously good album. Um, 
what do you um so wait, actually so you're very musical and actually your brother's in junkyard he's been yes right bass player, in junk, bass player in junkyard i actually spoke to some of those guys recently I, he wasn't actually there but um another another band so did you guys just grow up in a musical family or not really um he's older than me so um there you I go could... throw him under the bus <laughs> right. Well, I mean, gr- gr- growing up, though, he would take me, I would, you know, he was older brother, so it'd be like, he was kind of watching out for me. He would take, my mom kind of trusted him to take me out. So he would take me out to, you know, from where we lived in the suburbs, like around Pastina area, we'd go out down in, into Hollywood. And he would take me to a lot of like, shows down in Hollywood, like, mostly like punk stuff we were into a lot of punk in the 80s um and um i started playing you know i was playing when i was a kid i was playing trumpet and i traded my, i pawned my trumpet for a guitar i started playing guitar and me and my friend jeff would just play it in our rooms and we just play really simple like three chord like ramon songs and um my, I taught my brother, I basically taught him how to play bass, got him started, even though really? he was older. Yeah. I, was in, I was in junior high, and he was, like, probably senior in high school. And um, and he, it was funny. He was actually a singer in, like, a punk band for a little while. And then he started playing bass and got into a, a punk uh, band called Decry. And uh, they got to tour. I was too young because I was still in, in junior high. But they were touring around in the van, in a van doing a punk rock tour, and um, but yeah, I got him kind of started. So it was just kind of more like we were really into music, and um, luckily, like the stuff we liked was really simple to play. You know, like it gave us a place to start. You know, where like punk songs are just like three chords instead of having yeah. to start with like something really complicated. You know, like trying to learn mm-hmm. Zeppelin or something. It gave us more of a place to start, and um, and um, so yeah, we kind of did that, and kind of um, got into a lot of like post-punk stuff, um, and like kind of gothic, and then the glam rock thing with like Hanoi Rocks came out, and yep. So we kind of got went from like punk, kind of rediscovered like rock and roll. You know, but I guess before we were into punk, we were into all the classic rock stuff, Zeppelin and ACDC. But um, yeah, and so we um, just got into a lot of cool stuff, and and um, and you know, we didn't really come from a musical family. We just, I guess, our family was real supportive of us playing music. So that's how we. Got I think it. it's funny. I, I think it's like some people like obviously they know, you know, that you guys are brothers, like you know, close to you groups, but a lot of people that know the two bands don't put the two names together. Like right. You're like the, you're like the undercover brothers in rock and roll. Cause most people know brothers in rock and roll. Cause they're, you know, you got Eddie and Alice, you got the Oasis guys fighting. I mean, you got like, it's usually like some kind of the black crows brothers. You guys are yeah. like way on the down low in the back pocket type of right? yeah, <laughs> musicians. Kinda, you know I, mean? I think part of that is because, um, well, a lot of those other guys you mentioned are in the same band. Yeah. You know, so it's more, it's pretty, they're more recognizable. Like, you know, you got two brothers that were in Black Crows or you had like the two brothers in ACDC, the Malcolm and Angus mm-hmm. Young. Um, most of those guys are, and, and, and the Van Halen brothers are all in the same band. But um, I guess with me and my brother, 
he, you know, and he was always like, because he's the bass player, he's not the front guy. Right. And Junkyard was a more of a band, I guess, that was more about the music than the individual yeah. members, you know. Mm-hmm. And a little bit different style, I guess, came from a little bit of the same era. Fast Pussycat and Junkyard, they came from the same era, but a little bit sort of different style. Um, a little bit of a different scene, I would say, even though we were both from L.A. and kind of the same era, kind of a little different scene a little bit. So, yeah, I think it's kind of like people sometimes, you know, forget, you know, or don't, you know, not at, like you said, sort of more on the down low, you know. You don't really think about it. And it's like, God, I always forget about that. I do. It's yeah. like, it's, it's so great. Well, I think your personalities are both, you guys are really just kind of like, you know, mellow guys anyhow. So it's not like you're. Yeah. Place like oh those guys those Muscat brothers they're all over the place all over TMZ like right right yeah we don't cut we're pretty mellow yeah. and we don't cause too much trouble so which is which is really good do you have you guys ever played together like in, a, in, a, in one of your million bands have you ever done a little band together before um, Junkyard and before Faster Pussycat we had a band called Shanghai we played together um, Pat from Junkyard was the drummer of that band called Shanghai. Uh, it was a really good band. And then um, somehow they got some investor to invest in them. And I remember the other guitar player, I was the youngest guy in the band and the other guitar player was sort of the leader of the band, but they got a little money from an investor to buy equipment. And I remember the other guitar player just basically wanted to just selfishly wanted to keep more money and so they she kicked me, basically kicked me out. And um, right from there, I got into Faster Pussycat. So yeah, Shanghai, I was in high school in that band. That's kind but of an ironic, ironic name though, huh? You got Shanghai there. And, uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a common, the name was all over it. Yeah, but it turned out to be a good thing, you know? So right away uh, um, from that, yeah, from Shanghai right away, um, Mark Michaels, the first drummer of Fast Pussycat, was in that band, too, I think, for a little while. Um, and he got out of the band somehow, and then I got out, and then I think Mark basically told me, hey, I'm playing with, you know, Tammy in a band called Fast Pussycat. And um, so, yeah, I met Tammy and started playing with those guys. And um, luckily, uh, you know, Shanghai never really went on to do anything. But Fast Pussycat, we were lucky enough to get signed pretty, pretty quick. I think we were together for about six, six to eight months, somewhere around there. You know, that's pretty crazy. Mark, so Mark, Mark put on the album, right? Mark was the guy that was. Yeah, Mark was on the first and second record. Okay. And got he, really. He had, tr- he, had tr- he had trouble. He was shipping through the mail, right? Is he shipped true? him and Eric shipped heroin yeah. to themselves on, you know, yeah. stupidly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like I, using I, using, Fed, using FedEx and um, got in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> that is insane. That is just like crazy. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's fantastically uh, interesting. Uh, you did something really cool a while back. You've done super charity work, and I think it got to bring it up because it's pretty awesome. You do it. I know. I, I read this one thing. I want to hear a little more backstory. So you you had a, uh, I think 2012. You chopped your hair. Oh yeah, shaved it all off bald. That was for it's called St. Baldrick's. It's a it's a kids cancer charity. Mm-hmm. And I think I 
think I raised like $20,000 or something, a lot of money. Um, That's a lot. Yeah. So basically, yeah, I'll shave my hair. And then I had really long hair. Um, I, so I, when you shave it, you donate it to, to they make like. Yeah. Uh-huh. I can't say that words, yeah. That's a pretty cool thing. But the fact yeah. you got, because of who you were and you got to shave it off and yeah, like that much money for charity is pretty awesome. That's a really cool thing. Yeah, and I did it on stage. It was pretty crazy, you know. Um, well, if you're gonna do it, you're gonna make us yeah. you know, make a stand. What other charities have you done? Because I know you, I know you do a lot of the charity work. Uh, well, we would do. Uh, we worked with uh, doing cystic fibrosis, uh, cystic fibrosis charity. Um, we did that. We've done um, done a lot of like um, cancer charities, like they said, the cancer kids cancer charities. Um, St. Jude's uh, uh, Children's Cancer Hospital. We've donated that. Um, we worked, we did a big charity event here in Las Vegas um, for uh, a brain hospital downtown. They do like neurosurgery and, and brain injuries and stuff. And um, that was a big one. They opened the hospital, but um, we had added the added it up and we did so much charity work. We Sin City Centers, we had raised over like a million dollars for different charities. That's insane. Like, yeah, awesome. it was a lot. We like, we were, we one day we were just like, gosh, we've raised a lot of money. So we sat down and kind of added up what we had raised, and it was over a million. That's fantastic, man. I think you should have like yeah. a star out there. You guys should have some kind of little <laughs> something. Uh, like, what just drove you guys to do that? I mean, that's good, but I mean, that's like a lot of charity work for one band to do. I mean, well, just, you know, at the time, I guess at the time we started doing charities, um, I mean, part of it, of course, was to be generous and to give back. But part of it also doing charities is good for us because it kind of puts us out there in the mm-hmm. limelight a little bit, you know, I mean, gets us a little bit more recognized. Yes. And we wanted to be, you know, we really wanted to be the biggest thing in Vegas. So we just thought, you know, if we could give back we're going to be recognized a lot more, you know, locally mm-hmm. and in our community for that. And it, it was, and it really did pay off a lot. So, um, you know, but that's, I guess, you know, and I, we always just from the beginning, I guess when I put the band together, it was sort of, um, you know, when you start a band, I mean, especially with that band, we really like, I wanted it to be really like have a mission statement and have a goal and, and really have these things like, like a really a good company would have. And so um, I always said, I want to do charity stuff. You know, it's important that we give back, you know, and um, I think also too, I always said, you know, I, when I was in faster pussycat, it was all take, take, take. I said, now there's a really chance now with the internet and with everything it's really doing charities is a lot more easy than it even was in the past, you know? Mm. So I just said, you know, now it's time. And I think too, when I first moved up here, surviving the whole cancer thing for me kind of gave me a different perspective. Meaning like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I want to do it for a bigger reason than just playing and making money. I want to be able to give back. I think, yeah, I mean, you may have done a couple in the beginning because it helps a little bit, but mm-hmm. there's no way you would do a million dollars. Like, to be a rock star, I, I'm using the word rock star, you know, loosely because you, the image of having long hair, everything, clearly you weren't 
Rockstar mode, you were like, right. that's my hair, but I can raise money. It's you, There's a person under there. I mean, it was just, I'm saying you weren't, if you were like the rock star, I want to promote myself thing, you wouldn't be shaving your head for 20 grand. You wouldn't right, care right, for anything. Right. Well, like, it's just yeah, it's became, a good cause. Well, it became part of our band thing too. Like even if we ever got like a a new member or anytime we got people to jam or a new member, we always kind of let them know, hey. Um, hey, you got to shave your head. Well, or we're going to just, <laughs> We always kind of said, hey, we're going to charity, doing charities was part of our band's kind of structure. We had told everybody, hey, we're going to do a certain amount of charity every year. We're going to do, you know, the St. Baldrick's, the, you know, raising money for We did that every year. We did Toys for Tots, too, which is really good. So we just, we picked a couple charities. And, and what was good about it is it was yearly like toys for tops was every Christmas we would raise money to get kids toys. And, um, and the St. Baldrick's thing was, you know, it was always around, I think St. Patrick's day. And we just started doing it yearly. And, um, and the more we did, it's, it was funny. Cause then the more people would ask us to do charity events, you know, it's so, so it'd be, but it definitely became part of the band. Uh, like, um, yeah. you know, like, if you're getting, even when you got a new member, we'd always say, Hey, if you're going to be in this band, we're going to play a certain amount of probably free shows just for charity. We're going to do a certain amount. We expect you to put, give us a certain amount of time to do the, you know, promote charity and give yeah. back, you know, and it wasn't a lot, like I said, it was, you know, but it, it, it ended up being a yearly thing and regularly. So it added up to be a lot more, like I said, at, when we had finally added up, we were just amazed. We were like, wow, we couldn't believe we had raised over a million dollars for charities, you know? I actually think having that rule by saying, you know, we're going to do, you know, a bunch of free shows, you know, and having an artist come and saying, just by the way, you're joining a band. I know you want to get paid, but just so you know, you're going to be doing some free work to help out people. Yes. That's right exactly there. You, it it's, yeah. it's actually a good, it's like, it's like a meter or, or, or like a, the litmus test. Yeah. what kind of person they are you're like oh if you want to do it then you're not the right person like that right there you can kind of stop at the door you know yeah but it definitely became like a thing with our band like you know and then we started doing it so much we had to sort of sometimes we did have to be a little picky though we'd have yeah. to turn some stuff down where it was like well we're already doing this charity and that charity. we started we had like three or four charities we were doing um but a lot of times it was just a really great thing. I mean, one of the things we did, we got to play with like Sammy Hagar and Slash and Todd Rudgren. And oh, wow. it, it was it was a huge charity thing, but it also helped us that way that we could network and play with these big rock stars. And we made and then that way we'd make connections and then we'd call them in and say, come jam with us somewhere else, you know we made a lot of connections that way too. So it was like, it was a really good thing, you know, do you guys still do any charities up until the COVID? Like what happened? So you guys had to slow down because of COVID and then the bands, everything got to. Yeah. We were playing up change. to March, up to March and then they shut down everything. And then um thinking about June, they opened back up part way and we started playing out again. We got to play on the strip and then they shut back down and then, They've been, like I said, going back and forth. So we've been able to, I've been able to play a little bit this last year. I would say about twice a month, maybe, you know, on average, which is usually I get to play, you know, 
usually it's about twice a week. So usually it's about eight to 10 times a month, but slowed down to about twice a month. But, um, you know, they're talking about reopening again. So it's just been going back and forth a little bit, you know, but I think by summer it should be, I think they'll be opening probably in the next few months here, opening back up pretty much. Excuse me. People would be dying to hear that two two times. Everyone's like they haven't played out all year. Yeah. They're like just looking at pictures of it yeah. <laughs> online. They're dying, and you're like, I have twice a week. Slow down. Yeah. Twice a month now. Um, so you're doing that, uh, and you do guitar lessons. You said, yeah, I do online guitar lessons, and that's okay, been really, it, that's been it? really cool. You know, are you finding it difficult? Some people, are, some guitar players are saying they really enjoy it because they can connect with it and some guitar players like they're missing it because it's just not the same the lesson um, online it's pretty good it's pretty cool i mean i i've i've um i've done it and i don't have any problem i usually i'll do it through usually um instagram i use like the video chatting software yeah. on there and i just put my phone on a little like a uh, music stand and i get my guitar yeah. and you i could get it where you could just see my guitar and i could see their guitar and we usually will pick a song, you know, and um, what's good about that is I could talk about, I, you know, I'll teach them all the song, the chords and the solo, but I could sort of talk about, you know, what key the song is in and what the solo is, like how they're making the solo, like, mm-hmm. you know, is it a pentatonic and is it a major pentatonic or they're using a minor pentatonic and I get to just deconstruct the whole song. So I kind of give them a lesson while I'm teaching them the song. I'm telling them the sort of music theory behind it. Oh, that's good. It's a good way to learn because then you kind of can apply knowledge. Otherwise, well, it's, yeah, and, it's, it's and, the, it's out there in the air. And a lot of songs, so many songs are so similar, especially the rock songs. You know, so many songs are similar in some ways that I'll say, hey, see this song, we're doing the same thing we did with the last song. It's an E and we're doing a minor, pen, E minor pentatonic and i'll show them all the little licks and and scales and everything so cool is all this information i check on your website do you have it all listed somewhere or different sites different uh, where can they reach you where can people reach you if they want lessons probably just message me on instagram brent preston muscat i just been okay. using even more than facebook i i haven't been using facebook much um but i've been just using instagram mostly for that Okay, we'll put that up there. So if anybody wants lessons, yeah, I think that's you know, the best way. You know, hit them up uh, on Instagram. Yeah. All yeah. right, cool. Those are the two things you're doing. That and that, those two. You yeah, anything they, else going on you want to promote? Just when people come to Vegas, come see me play. You know, everybody comes to Vegas eventually. They do. And so as soon as it's safe or people feel safe, I encourage everybody to come take a little trip to Vegas and um, have some fun and. I'll be playing. Are you playing? I've never been out there. Are you playing like a lot of the same casinos? You have a circuit like you do. Uh, like how do they, they find you? Like, um, just probably the same way. Message me saying, "Hey, I'm coming out to Vegas. Where are you playing?" Okay. Um, we have a little. The band, the Saints of Las Vegas, has an Instagram thing. We'll put up flyers when we play on there. Okay, so I'll put that link up. Then okay, that's another good thing. Put the link up for that then. Yeah, the Saints of Las Vegas, and then um, I think it's the Saints of LV at Instagram, and then my my um, and then Brent Preston Muscat is my personal Instagram. 
Mm-hmm. So when I start playing out, uh, I'll be putting up flyers and stuff, you know, there. Okay. And a lot of times wanted- people, people will just write me there too, say, hey, I'm coming to Vegas, where are you playing? And I'll, you know, coming out to Vegas next weekend and I'll just let them know, you know. Is that you- we'll be doing um, Original Sin. We'll be doing uh, some more of those shows out here when they open back up, you know. Okay. And those two bands and then guitar lessons. And that's pretty much for the most part, you know. That's it. You know, I'll be releasing new music, but just probably not. I don't think an album right away, but just like one song at a time, you mm-hmm. know, like a single. Okay. 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 Yeah. Thank you for having Very me good. on. Well, thank you, man. You uh, you take care, and we'll we'll talk All soon. Right. Okay. Okay. okay thank bye. You. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye.